Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott's Got a Podcast and I'm joined by John James. John James, how are we? I'm just about recovered from the weekend's fixtures. Uh, so am I. <laughs> so let's start the podcast off by talking about Friday night's uh, fixture, Partick Thistle and Celtic. Yeah. Celtic won uh, 1-0 at Far Hill. John James won the make of the game. Partick Thistle should have had a stonewall penalty towards the end of the game. I mean, it was a very... It was a decent performance in Partick. I mean, most, most teams would be happy with that performance against Celtic. If you take out the the goal they conceded in the first half, then it's pretty much a perfect performance. But Celtic them. were not up to standard, though. Celtic were they were significantly below par, and but then you would look at it and you would say that they still got the three points. So what else? What else? If, from a Celtic fan's point of view, they'll be like, we still got the three points. So. There's nothing really... Yeah, but were t- towards the end, though, obviously they were quite fortunate in yeah. getting those three points because that was a stonewall penalty, as I just said. Uh, that was a, that was a poor decision from referee, and we've seen quite a lot of poor decisions uh, from referees over the weekend. I think, I, I, I think I've, I've said to many people, I think, that Story would have got that penalty if he didn't go down as theatrically as he did. But it's not as if he went down theatrically with no contact because his left foot clearly gets booted by yep. Beaton not even clipped he gets booted by Beaton uh, Beaton had a horror show uh, in the, when he was playing a centre half he I'll, had an absolute I'll, horror show I'm, the, I'm aware that the Celtic part of la- the last podcast came in for a bit of uh, they weren't happy dis- with our comments dis- about Craig Gordon but I, I, I think one of the points I addressed in the last podcast about how Celtic were defensively fragile because they needed a centre back and I think if you look at this performance near Beaton playing centre back is not what they need a centre back. Oh yeah, because he was like he didn't know what he was doing for that whole game. He just looked utterly clueless uh, um, playing in that position. I don't. Why is what's Rogers thinking? Why is Rogers playing a midfielder like Beaton, who is a capable midfielder in defence? Why I'm, I'm I don't get that. It's it's pretty pretty poor from Rogers in I'm my aware, opinion. I'm aware that football is obviously about opinions, but I don't see how any Celtic fan who maybe disagreed with any comments that were made in the last podcast can possibly disagree with the fact that Celtic need a centre back. Yeah, they do. They, like Celtic have the money. They got resources. Why did they not go out and get a centre half? Because they obviously need it for the Champions League. To a lesser extent, they had a centre back on the bench. They had uh, Christopher Ayer on the bench. He's twenty one, I believe. Uh, it was on loan at Kelly last season. He's played a lot of games for Kelly. Why not play him against Partick Thistle? That yeah. just seemed needlessly like Red- Brendan Rodgers was taking a risk that he didn't need to take. Play play Ayer centre back with uh, Suminovic, their best defender. Yeah, Suminovic is hands down Celtic's best yeah. defender. Uh, Sheshenko, um He's he's a decent defender, but see the Champions League. No, he's not what Celtic need. I, I, I the Champions that, League at I all. I said that about Svetchenko and same with Boyata as well. Yeah. Like Boyata is not good the Champions League at all. They, that's what I just didn't understand. Brendan Rodgers was taught. I think he said in his after after match comments, he said that would have been a game that Celtic would have drawn last year. And I was like, we were thinking, well, you arguably should have drawn because Dolan's had chances. Dolan's. Uh, put very rarely does he miss a, de- a decent chance, and he's put a, a cross, no, a header over, sorry, from like five yards. He's put that over. That would normally have been buried last season. You can put that down to it's the early, st- uh, early start of the season. He needs to get up and running. They should have had a penalty. Celtic would have came out. If, I'm not well. So they would have. They could have came out with that game with only a point if mm-hmm. Partick Thistle then convert the penalty. Yeah, exactly. And then you're looking at a different match report where Celtic have to, he's taken an unnecessary unnecessary risk by playing. Beat on, who then gives away the penalty, or would have given away the penalty, and then you're looking at, well, you've just drawn going into a Champions League fixture. Yeah, Celtic want to progress to the Champions League, right? And if see if they play Beaton as a centre half, 
they won't get through. They I quite simply will not get through. I just don't because see he is a bomb scare as a defender. Because he just, <coughs> as I said, he just he looked like a lost dog. He didn't. He just a deer in the headlights. He didn't have a clue what he was doing in that role whatsoever. So, do you think Celtic will get us an half in? Because I'm not from what I've been hearing and seeing. No, I don't, you've not heard any reports about them being like me any centre halves. Obviously, they're like Stephen Coker. All I've heard is Roberts. It's all Roberts, Roberts, Roberts. I heard obviously the Stephen Coker thing. I think is uh, dead in the water now. Um, as I said, as I said last, I've not been like anybody as recently. I said, as I said last week, Roberts is not. That's that shouldn't be the. Roberts isn't the issue in this team. It's not the attacking side that's the issue. It's a defence. If Partick Thistle are making are causing Celtic that many problems. What are teams say? Say Celtic say they beat Astana, which I think they will. I think they should play Ayer. I think if they play Ayer and uh, Simunovic, they're gonna win. They'll go through. But see if you get to the group stages and you say you get an injury to Ayer, as Boyata and Sviechenko struggle with injuries as well. Say they get injured and you have to play near Beaton in defence against. Say they get put in a similar group to Barcelona. Like Barcelona, and Barcelona or Madrid will or have whatever. a field day with near near Beaton in that defence. Even even a second seed side in that group would have a field day with near Beaton and possibly even a fourth seed side because yes. Celtic were, were Celtic not the fourth seed side in that Champions League group mm-hmm. last season because yeah. that was a, t- was a tough group they got Yeah, but that being near Beaton is not the way forward no it's, <laughs> it's not. not it's not if Celtic are one I think many Celtic fans can agree with me and John James on that point that near Beaton is not a centre half and he should not be played in that position again on, on, on the foot side that I'll, I'll give Celtic some praise there are some are signing Nitchum he had a he had a he had a decent game against Partick Thistle. I think he controlled the midfield. He took his goal well. Obviously, whether it was him or Brown, but I'll I'll, I'll give it to him. But uh, yeah. he's keeping. I think it was uh, Chris Sutton was making a lot of comments about it. That Armstrong needs to. Uh, they were saying Armstrong needs to sign that either an extension or leave. And yeah, because when's Armstrong's uh, contract up? Uh, next season. Next season, right? Because obviously, I heard uh, like early on in the window that he was linked with a move down south, mm-hmm. and. Like, uh, what club is it? I think it was a, t- a team in the Premier League, wasn't uh, it? He's, he's, I think he's got a few suitors in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, do you think Armstrong could do a job in the EPL? Based on the way he performed in the last six months of the last season, yes. I think he could. He's proven himself. Yeah, he is. He's a quality player, he's, yeah. He's done well at international level as well. And I think it was, I don't know if it was his first cap or whatever, or one of his first games. When he came on against Slovenia and played that ball through to Martin for Martin to basically win Scotland the three points... He's looked decent in pretty much every other game, with exception of maybe he should have cleared the ball against England and we'd have, yeah. got, the, and we'd have got the three points. I think he'd do well in the Premier League, but Chris Sutton's right in his comments to say Celtic can't put their season on hold whether Armstrong's going to sign. Do you think he wants out, Armstrong? Or do you think he's holding out for more money? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, if it's more money or he just wants a move. So, as soon as this uh, issue gets sorted with the contract or whatever, right, and if he's staying, I think obviously he'll be back in the team because Armstrong well, is a quality Nitch, player Nitch, and he makes that Celtic team a whole lot better as well. Nitchum, Nitchum done really well against Partick Thistle. Obviously, we need to see if he can do it in the Champions League, which we will because he'll, he'll, he'll play. They won't. I, I can't see them playing Armstrong in this Champions League or start uh, this starting him in this qualifier when Nitchum's just done well off the back of a Partick Thistle performance. Because he kept Armstrong out of that team. Like, Nitchum's playing, he kept him out of it, he's, he's scored. Why take him out? He's controlled the game. There's no reason to take him out again for Astana. But at the same time, if Armstrong's playing like he played in the last six months, you've got to play him. But mm-hmm. there's no point playing someone that isn't sure if he wants to be there. Yeah. You can't you can't linger around a player you're not sure if committed. So 
I agree with not playing him. What do you make it Alan Archibald's comments after the game? <laughs> I saying I obviously uh, we should have that penalty but we're up against Celtic so I think it was a bit tongue in cheek. I think yeah. I think every I think a lot of Scottish football fans make reference to not getting penalties against the bigger clubs in the dying minutes. And I think that was just tongue in cheek. I don't I don't I think he's done it to be a wee bit cheeky. I, th- I thought Thistle were actually quite decent on the oh, night as well. Thistle, they, uh, they, although they're one of the four clubs in the division right now that don't have a point in the board, I don't, don't that's nothing to worry about. I mean, Thistle will be up there pushing for the top six. Yeah, Thistle uh, will be fine. They, they've be got fine. a very strong squad. Making additions of Connor Salmon and Miles Story. I'm kind of Salmon's a bit more raised eyebrows, but Miles Story, he'll. He'll, he'll get goals for them. Mm-hmm. He scored he scored goals for Inverness. He never got the chances at Aberdeen. He's now at a club where he's going to get games. He's probably going to be one of their main men. And one of his first uh, one of his first performances in the part of us, he should have won a penalty. And, so. Yeah, and obviously Chris Doolan is one of their key players. And just having Chris Doolan as that poacher in the box, Doolan will get you goals. I think what they were aiming for is Doolan obviously scores goals, but they've never really had another striker who comes in and does the same job. Like last season they had Adi Aziz, who countless times went clean through and go and missed, and it was only Dolan <coughs> getting the goals. So now they've obviously got Miles Story, they've got Connor Salmon as well. So now they've got and Chris Erskine. So they've now got four people who, well, Connor well, they'll be able to like create and get goals for them. Yeah. Connor Salmon did well at Kelly before he earned his move to England. Yeah, so uh, Connor Salmon uh, at Hearts was mm. a disaster. That was just a, so a, a very, like that was a, a like I, I couldn't understand the the logic in signing Connor Salmon like for Hearts <coughs> and then. It was just turned out to be a disaster. Like, how could do you think Connor Salmon like can deal with the pressure with playing with a big club? Like, because obviously like, Hearts are a big club, and I felt as though when he went to Hearts, he was really poor. But then he goes to Kilmarnock. Then he was okay at Kilmarnock. Then obviously at Thistle, I think actually, like in my opinion, honestly, this might be a wee bold statement to make, but I think he'll really shine at a team like Partick Thistle. You know, I think I think he done well in bits of the game against Celtic. He won the ball in the air quite a lot and his hold up play leaves a lot to be desired obviously but he's not there to be a maestro with the ball he's there to flick it on to yeah. the likes of Dolan or Erskine or Stoke do you think he could really do well this season at Thistle? I think, I think, I think that Thistle squad could do quite well I think they've got a lot of solid a lot of solid players in pretty much every position I think mean, you're going to see quite a lot of I think you're going to see a lot of praise for Thistle this year anyway. Yeah, of course. Hopefully they're not going to be us and Johnson this season. You, who knows? We're going to need to praise them like, every week. Oh, St. Johnson. Who knows? They're also one, How good one, are they? They're one game away from uh, Hamden if they can see off Rangers. So I'm quite, com- I'm quite confident Rangers will be able, be able to see off Partick Thistle. As last season, we had a very poor squad and we managed to beat them uh, four times. I think, I, I think everyone... I mean, part of this, well, they'll be fine. They've significantly improved. Yeah, it will be, like, going back to that, as you just brought up, the League uh, Cup game, um, it will be a tough game for Rangers as well. Uh, for Hills, it's, it's, quite, it's not the easiest place to go, and it will be interesting, uh, to say the least. So, John James, I need to ask you, where did Hamilton come up with these kind of results? Hamilton beat Dundee 3-0. Like, how? It's like, I mean, you spoke about it. Spoke about, we spoke about it many times. See their pitch... It's just that pitch. Teams struggle to play on it. It's they're the perennial relegation favourites. Like every single year, Hamilton, they're the team that's going. To, obviously, it's two games in. They've only got three points on the board, so you can't really say they're. Yeah, I know, but it's just like nobody expected that at all. Like a three 0 win over Dundee. People can't. Well, teams. That obviously some of the teams can. Some teams adapt better than others, but a lot of teams just can't get to grips with playing at their stadium. Like even teams that win at their stadium, very rarely do you see a. 
a four nil a four nil win for the away team at Aggies. It's their 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 squad is not any better than what like, their squad is significantly weaker than most teams in the league, but yet they still somehow pick up results at home. Like Celtic, I think Celtic were. I, I, I can't even remember if they properly hammered them at, uh, at Hamilton's uh, ground. No, I don't recall. So I don't recall. I think, I think everyone just seems to struggle. <coughs> everyone just seems to struggle when they go to Hamilton. Yep. And I can't even say the same. I can't. I, I obviously, coming from an Aberdeen point of view, we lost the two times that we went to Hamilton. We just can't. It just seems we can't get to grips with that. And Rangers managed to win their 2 1, but we were not great on the night it's, whatsoever. It's weird though because. Teams go to Kelly and they do fine. I don't, I don't know what it is at Kelly. People play in the plastic park and they do fine. And then you go to Hamilton, it's different. It's just yeah, it's just that, no, honestly, that, see that plastic park, it's just, it is so infuriating, like, to it's, play on. Like, seen, see when you watch on TV and you see the bounce of the ball and you see how high the, the like, it hits the ground and it, it takes an extra, like, four foot up in there. And you're just, you're just looking at it and you're like, these, these teams are used to playing on grass. And you yeah. See, it does not bounce like that. But Hamilton obviously make it work and they've kept themselves up. Via that as well, they, yeah. they beat Dundee United at yeah. their own ground to stay up. So, so Dundee though, yeah, again, like comical defending from Dundee. It was, in, it was in, really bad. In, uh, I think it's that that the new was that they were described as. There's a new Boyd in Scottish football that scores goals, and it's Stephen Boyd from Hamilton. <laughs> that, that that was a decent that was a decent finish. Uh, I remember when he yeah. keeper, but Dundee, a five sale El goes from scoring an absolute screamer in the Dundee Derby, Dundee Derby mm-hmm. to missing three opportunities from seven yards out. Keeper saves first one, he hits the crossbar in the second one and puts the third one wide, all in about 10 seconds. I, I think that's been one of Dundee's problems. Dundee don't have, or well, back to he could be it, and we were praising their attacking mm-hmm. options, but very rarely, since Greg Stewart and Kane Hemmings, have they ever got a striker that comes over 10 goals? No, I'm not. Even remember when they had um, Rory Lloyd, even that didn't work out. Uh, it's, uh, they've got, this is, we were saying, we are praising them last, last week, saying, how they've got so much attacking options. Yeah, they, but they this game still, though, it was non-existent. It really was. They can still come good. Obviously, it's early season. Yeah, it's, it's early on. Yeah. These players can still end up gelling and uh, possibly Elbeck uh, El- 2 could end up with 15 goals this season. Um, Haber could end up with the same because they're both guilty of missing mm-hmm. shocking opportunities. But Scott Allen missing a penalty. Oh, that penalty was... Oh, that was bad. And I thought quite see uh, Courtois' penalty in the... The charity shield uh, match. <laughs> I thought that was bad. I thought that this one was much worse. It was horrendous. Just, it was bad. It's it, Dundee's performance was just. It was well below par. Yeah. Like even during the week against uh, in the Dundee derby, two fantastic goals. Dundee, Dundee were terrific. Then they come up against Hamilton, who, in my opinion, probably yours as well. They are the worst team in the league, and they got and Dundee just got battered three 0 I, I, I don't want to take away anything from from Hamilton. They they played some decent football when they got they got three goals. Uh, they two two decent goals and a penalty, but they. It's, it's, I just don't yeah. know how they do it how, how can a club that I think I, I'm not I, don't quote me on it but I am I'm pretty sure they haven't sold over a thousand season tickets I'm pretty sure they're sitting at like 800 on I would not be surprised honestly because how I, I know you shouldn't judge it on attendances that's not how football works but that club everything points to them not being a Premier League club and they still managed to stay in the Premier League put a squad by the skin of teeth managed to stay in put just a, by the skin of teeth put a yeah. squad together that might not be as good as every other team but still somehow compete and get results. And Martin Cannon is probably the worst manager in the league. <laughs> and he's still he's still getting results. Fair enough, Neil McCann's untested, but 
I would have said Man's keep Dundee up last year, so they give him credit for that. I would have said that Dundee would have won that game comfortably. I don't understand where this result came. It was absolutely yeah. freak result. So I remember I was in the pub and then <coughs> I just seen the, the full time results come through and I'm like, oh, Hamilton three Dundee now. That's that was a shock. It's it's a boost for Hamilton. Obviously, it shows it, it, it seems to show that they can beat teams at home. Again. I would probably say that was a short result of the weekend. As, it really was. As Cannon says, that you need to beat teams that are going to be around you and. Dundee, I, I said they could have been up there, but Dundee looking like they're they're gonna take a wee bit of time to get get gelled together. So as it hurts Dundee losing to Hamilton, but it's a confidence boost for Hamilton. Yeah. But I I still don't see Hamilton doing anything special. I I, I just because see when you look at the teams in the league, right? Obviously, <coughs> um, last season they were just last year was probably the worst they'd been in the, the Premier League and they still somehow managed to like stay in the league and then then you look at Inverness Inverness were just much worse off and then obviously in my opinion was the reason for that was due to Richie Foran but this year though I don't see them getting away with it I just can't see them getting at away with it at what point do we stop criticising Hamilton and start praising them that the fact that they, do, they refuse to go down <laughs> I know like but when you look at oh you got Kamarok right Kamarok got a much better squad Dundee even though they lost 3-0 to Hamilton Dundee have got a better squad. All the teams around Hamilton have much better squads than uh, Hamilton. I would be very surprised if Hamilton aren't the team that go down automatically this season. And if if you aren't the te- if you are the team that finishes bottom, and Hamilton are above you, you need to take a serious look at your the, the players that you have signed in the summer because Hamilton struggled to bring in bring in anybody. They they had David Templeton who they brought in towards the tail end of last season. And I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that they've brought in this season that's different. I can't. I think they've got mm-hmm. a new keeper. I think, I think that's it. A new keeper. And a Colombian striker or something. I don't even know if he's played. I don't even know if this Colombian striker's played. I think has two that's immediately jumped out, jumped out that I think they've signed. And that's it. That's the same team that, that finished uh, second bottom. That only finished second bottom because Inverness were so poor. Yeah. I just don't see and even last season you were saying oh right that's it Aki's will lose to Dundee United but then I was like no I think Aki's will edge it they, and they did and, but even just a wee quick thing in Dundee United Dundee United though it's like their squad was uh, they, like when you look at Dundee United's squad from last season as a whole I was looking at that and I said even if they get promoted they're going to struggle in the Premier League like this really like they, they will really really struggle staying, in the Premier League staying down this season I think has meant that Dundee United are going to do what Hibs done and their squad is going to be much better because the squad is much better the Dundee United team they but is that sorry but, uh, but see does that not speak volumes though volumes though right a team like Hamilton over both legs right you cannot score at t- like a team like Hamilton you cannot score at them over both legs I think it was dis- obviously disappointing for Dundee United this to not go up but at the same time I think it's a blessing in disguise that they did stay down because now they've got a team that appear to be far better than the one last season and I, I, I said I think Dundee United are going to come up but if, I doubt it will be for the playoffs I think Dundee like, because see when you look at Maness as well obviously they got beat 4-1 off Dunfermline at the weekend and I think that's two in the bounce of loss in the league yeah. that is that's not good like John Robertson that's a weird appointment as well like well, I got, thought they could have got someone who was like like because John Robson hadn't had a job in a long time, and he then he just he, he just in, comes out of nowhere. So. He was involved in the last Inverness team that got promoted though, so he was there when Inverness took the step into the Premier League. So I think that's why they've kind of went back to him. But I know it's still early on, mate, and I like I have a lot of patience with uh, things, right? And I like to give managers time, but obviously Dundee United are sitting top of the league right now. It's they will come up because I don't see any other real challengers like around them. I mean, as Falkirk might 
uh, give him a wee Falkirk push to Mirren as well. Falkirk's after another loss at the weekend. Yeah, I know, I know. I think Falkirk will get to grips with it and then start to mount somewhat of a challenge towards Dundee United. <laughs> and then you've just got uh, St Mirren, obviously. And our guy, um, Jack Ross, name escaped <laughs> me there. Jack Ross, I Jack Ross. Um, I think uh, this season, I remember he was right towards the end of last season, he went, right, we're going for the title next season, going for a uh, promotion. St Mirren will be in the, the playoffs this season. I think that's about a shadow of a doubt. But do you think uh, a team will come up through the playoffs this season? I think it's likely. As I said, if Hamilton finish 11th, any team who finish in that playoff should be able to beat Hamilton. I think, I think that any team that probably will finish in that playoff, like Morton, St Mirren, Falkirk, Dunfermline, those, those are teams I would think would be around that playoff. Oh, also, sort of interrupt, I just came up with Sky Sports News earlier on that uh, Jim Duffy signed a new two year yeah, deal, which is good news for Martin fans. Yeah, uh, he's carrying on what he's, he's built, the yeah. job he's doing. Yeah. He's just won the first Renfrewshire derby in like 19 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> I think if, if Hamilton don't go down automatically and they somehow manage to stay 11th, this is this has got to be the year that Hamilton finally go down because there's a lot of quality sides in that the play that could potentially be in that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Dundee will be hoping that they don't find themselves in that playoff spot because on the back of that performance they'll struggle. But then again, you've seen the good and you've seen the good and the bad of Dundee all in one week. So. Yep, exactly. So it's going it's going to be quite interesting <coughs> for Dundee. That's the uh, that's the really uh, a true thing to say, you know, because Dundee have as we've just said. Final third, very capable, but need to McCann needs to get this uh, mm. situation believe, rectified very very quickly. I do believe they have their centre backs. They have James McPake and Darren O'Dea out injured. I'm not sure if O'Dea or McPake had returned at the weekend, but I'm pretty sure there were two centre backs out injured, and they had a youngster Hendry. I think Hendry scored against County. There was one of their younger centre backs playing, so I don't. I, yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head if both of them had returned. So I think you'll maybe see an improvement once more experienced defenders come back for Dundee. Yeah, so we'll uh, move on here. Uh, St Johnston beat Mullerwell 4-1 at the weekend. That's two losses on the bounce in the league for Mullerwell. Not good, not good. It was a disaster. It was a, it was a complete comical. disaster for Mullerwell. Three I've players seen, sent off. I've seen some Mullerwell fans. Two, oh, two, red card, two, well, two of them were, were absolute stonewall red cards. The other one for the penalty that was a to- that was a blatant dive that was so yeah obviously that decision will get changed they will get reversed but my god Mullerwell's defence yet again comical I just don't understand why we'll start with the keeper I don't understand why that keeper has came out and collected the ball outside the box when he could have let it, let it bounce one more time and he could have picked it up yeah, and then he, he's acted like he's not done anything wrong. I know he's, he's like he's got the cheek and the audacity to be like, "Oh, I'm done anything wrong," and he's trying to complain about the decision. Like, come on, mate, really? Yes, it was. It was, and I seen it was after the set the second red card when I think it was McHugh dives in when he's already on a yellow card. It's a dangerous tackle, and then I seen uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Robinson going mental at the touchline. Like, Really? Just watch the video, watch the the replays back, and you'll see that both your players have been extremely silly. At a point when you're three three one down, three one down in a game against St Johnson, where it appears every attacking option for St Johnson is on fire, and you're going to making silly tackles. Yeah, it just shows you though that kind of mentality. Though I hate that he, the, the the boy obviously knew the game's lost. I just want to get back in the dressing room, so I'm just going to take this guy out. It was, that was stupid. It really was. And Stephen Robinson, like, he hopefully he's going to have a word with him because that's just no, that's just not acceptable. I, I, I don't 
I think he might have been captain as well. I think he might have been wearing an armband as well. So if he is wearing an armband, because even when you look at Motherwell's squad, right? Also, Steve McManus is retired now, right? When you look at that squad, there's only one player I have seen that team where I'm like, okay, he's a he is a good player, and that's Lou Mo. I think it's I think really it's, I think it's been harsh. I think there's two. I think I mean, you you've got Chris Cadden and Lou Mo. I think they're the two stars in that Motherwell team. Right, Louis Moult's good, but Chris, Chris Cadden's decent, but I wouldn't look at him and say, oh, yeah, he's a good player. He could, do a, he could do a job for like, a team like Aberdeen, Hibs, he, Hearts, Ray, or Rangers. I, I don't see that. He's, he's still a developing player. He's a young player as well. So. Yeah, obviously, like, I know, like, but I'm just looking at him right now, and I'm like, uh, not not right now. He could not do like, a job, as I just said, for those teams that I mentioned. Motherwell's problem last season was a defence, and I'm pretty sure they signed two or three defenders in that, win- uh, in that transfer window. One of them was Kipri, I think, and... He was awful. <laughs> he was awful. One of their centre backs who I think they signed done. I think he was the one that got sent off for the dive. I think he was the only one that maybe I'm not saying he did, maybe he was even the only one close to pass marks in that defence. And even though he still got sent off, even though he didn't do anything. Keeper gets sent off. What, what yeah. <laughs> we're talking about red cards affecting games, then like for example they affected the Rangers Hibs game. Mother got three players sent off. Yeah, it, like obviously see the <coughs> red card right towards the end of the game, right? The game's already done at that point. It was not red card though, but the first two decisions, the first two red cards, absolute stonewall red cards. They were that those two were very correct decisions by the referee. And like uh, Michael Hallen going on to St Johnson, Michael Hallen, yet another good game. Denied a hat trick, obviously, missed, uh, because missed he missed a penalty. Missed the penalty for his hat trick. But he was terrific. He's proven to be like he's he's proven to be St Johnson's biggest asset all, for uh, for the next six months. All, all their attacking options done well against Mother Wellerspoon done well, uh, Stefan Scoogle done well, Stephen McLean gets on the score sheet again, and then obviously you've got Michael Howard yeah, and then Mike Murray Davidson gets in on the act as well. Do you think he will be St Johnson's star man for the next six months? Yeah, see, he's proven to be that. Even though it's two games in, but you can just see. Like how vital he is you're and how creative see, he is in the final third. You're starting to see the way he used to be for St. Johnson. But the only problem I think I would have from a St. Johnson point of view is he's going to go in six months. He's not going to be there. So St. Johnson need to be ready for... If they don't get him back yeah. for the rest of the season afterwards, they need to make sure that Stephen McLean or Scoogle are getting in, the, getting in, in the act as well. So for when Michael Howland goes they aren't going to just dry up in goals because that's mm-hmm. the problem I see. The problem I see, they might find themselves in the top six in six months' time and then he goes and then they're like, oh, oh, oh no, because every other team's got many options. Hibs, Aberdeen, uh, Rangers, Hearts to a certain extent, they all have different goal scorers in their team. If St. Johnston start relying on Michael Howard too much, then... Yeah, and obviously if he goes back to Rangers and it's me as a Rangers fan, I want him to come back. Uh, but if he goes back to the Angels and then St Johnson will be missing that void of Michael Halloran, then it could be obviously he's be he's the star man for them in the final third, and that could be a struggle for them. It, it really could be, yeah. But it, but I think Tom, Tommy Wright's smarter than that. Tom. Yeah, he's Tommy, Tommy Wright knows he's got he's thinking long term. Right, he's only here for six months, so I need to make sure I've got a replacement in for Halloran, or just make sure, as you said, the two strikers uh, will be ready and willing to get the goals and stuff. But O'Halloran though, um, if he keeps up this rain of form going, if he keeps up this really good form going uh, for the next six months, Cassinia, it would be if Cassinia doesn't bring him back, that would be a really daft decision in my opinion. Because look, 
Like, because you just were seeing the final third. We need... Rangers have got a bit of pace, right, in the final third, but O'Hallon will just add to that even more and his creativity as well. Because, see, for his first two goals, defenders were just just standing off and they couldn't get anywhere near him because he's just so quick. And it's so quick and he's a good finisher as well. So, do you think... Um, what do you think? Do you think senior will actually bring O'Halloran back in? Actually, I'm not sure because he let him go. He cl- I, I don't know. I don't know if he maybe didn't fancy him. He didn't feature under Casino once. So uh, many took I'm over. Not, I'm not sure he fancies him as a. But see if you see if uh, can't ignore results. Yeah, exactly. You see if O'Halloran keeps us up and he keeps playing well. Casino would have no choice but to bring him back because why? Why not? Because I've been, I'm a big fan of O'Halloran, as you know. So Casino, <coughs> if he keeps us up, bring him back. Yeah, because Rangers would need someone like that in the team, you know. So like uh, St Johnston was a really solid well round performance, yeah. So yep, of course, eh. Only only like thirty thirty six more games and they'll be champions, so <laughs> Can you imagine that done a Leicester? <laughs> imagine the scenes. Then Tommy Wright. No, because that'd be every week having to mention how Tommy Wright's doing a fan. Oh god, I know. Oh I know man. Just St Johnston fans must love us because we we really criticise them, do we? There's nothing to criticise. I know, no, there's nothing to criticise whatsoever. They're a, they're, a well, they're, a, they're a well-run football team with a good a good manager. They send good players, almost the poor opposite of Motherwell right now, who find themselves bringing in players that might not be up to the job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they recruit well and they they live within their means. What about Motherwell? Do you think they're uh, relegation candidates this season? It's too, it's too early. Because I know, it's too early to say. Motherwell showed flashes showed flashes against Rangers and they also won the League Cup tie in midweek against Ross County mm-hmm. and as as many every team will tell you going to Dingwall is not an easy place to go Yeah, it's but worth asking though because they were obviously in contention what, last season so. might, I, think, I, I think I'll give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt because they obviously did go into extra time at the week, uh, during the week so they they did sort of it was a bit of well, they put a lot of football in the last couple of days anyway yeah and um, that's what I think Stephen Robinson was saying. You might have saw a bit of the players were starting to burn out. Yeah, get a bit fatigued. Especially when you're down to eight men. So when you're down to eight men, the work gets harder. And St. Johnson, obviously, they didn't go into extra time, so they didn't have that yeah. workload to deal with. Yeah, so we move on to uh, the Ross County game. Uh, Aberdeen <coughs> beat Ross County 2-1 at Dingwall. And we were saying last week in the podcast that Dingwall was a very, very tough place to go. I and I honestly... Um, I think Aberdeen were quite fortunate to leave uh, Dingwall with three points because Ross County had a number of chances, but they just did not take them at all. I think I mean, I said last I said last week you don't you don't care you don't care how you win in Dingwall, you don't care if it's ugly you don't you win and I think that's what Aberdeen did. It was it was Aberdeen's first real. It was their first real time. Well, it was the first time they, in the league anyway or domestically they went one 0 down a team, and I think that was the the question was then raised. How is this new look Aberdeen going to, the Aberdeen team going to react? We went down, I think it was in the fourth minute or something, we went 1-0 down. Uh, and then I think that's, it was about initial, uh, initially weathering the storm because Ross County looked really good for the first 15 minutes. But then Aberdeen started to... They came in, uh, Mark Reynolds gets an absolute collector. Oh yeah, I was, uh, I was surprised to see Mark Reynolds gets, of all people score that kind of goal. Yes, an absolute collector's item of a goal. And then I think ever, after that goal, Aberdeen kind of, they took control... And then obviously we went in the half time and it was 1 1. Hmm. But Ross County had their chances and they just didn't take them. And I think that, as I said, I said, I said this earlier, I think that's the difference between 
a top six side and a bottom six side is that you've got to take your chances when they come like they are sorely missing Liam Boyce in the oh. final third they really are missing him because uh, honestly I know it's all like like but like I'm just like thrown out here right but if Liam Boyce in that team for Ross County to be Kent Aberdeen would not have left with all three points because Ross County are lacking that striker they need a striker so they do and obviously don't have the, the, like, the, the budget or the resources to go out and get a real top class uh, replacement uh, for Liam Boyce but even for the second goal uh, for Aberdeen's winner um, which was, which Scott, was, Fox, yeah. Scott Fox should have done a lot more better than I that mean, he should have done so much better I mean, that was a great ball from Gary McKenzie to even no point, point you've dropped it right into the area of the box where there's a bit of confusion between the keeper and the defender and I think that's exactly what he's done he's put it in an area where the defender's trying to stop Logan coming in behind him but he's also kind of blocking off the keeper from coming in towards the ball and then Logan capitalises and scores his sixth goal against yeah, Ross County. Because we were watching sports scene uh, earlier on, and then as soon as I seen it, I was like, oh, come on. I said to you right away, Scott Fox should have done so much better with that ball. Should have gave him a bigger punch than that. And then obviously, Trey Logan uh, got the winner, you know. So, yeah, as we're saying, Dingwall is a very, very tough place to go. I mean, and it doesn't matter as you're saying it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you get three <coughs> points there there's a lot of teams struggle going up there Rangers and Celtic struggled the obviously stats, Aberdeen struggled <laughs> the stats are going to point to Aberdeen have played two games and got six points so that's all that really matters when you're playing, you're playing the, opening, the opening fixtures so I don't think there'll be many the many greats about it I said last week uh, I, I raised the question Ross County for top six I'm still saying don't rule it out because they gave you a game they oh, gave you a really good game the question is who are you taking out of top six because we've already said Partick Thistle are looking out. I'm not saying Ross County County will get the top six, but I'm saying, I'm raising the question, I know it's still early on, but I think they will definitely be in amongst the the contenders for top six. Realistically, the team that I think that might end up failing to reach the top six that perhaps were close were Partick Thistle. I mean, they're the team that's going to be the nearly men for the top six, and I think County will be behind them. Could you imagine if Harps didn't make the top six? Well, we could be speaking about this come next... May and Partick Fizzle yeah. and Ross County it's still all here but it's worth discussing it's worth uh, like having that kind of if debate you know? Fizzle, if Partick Fizzle and Ross County made the top 6 you're looking at potentially losing a Harps or a St Johnston in the top 6 which would be a real surprise and then again you'd need to give them uh, Alan Archibald and uh, Jim McIntyre applause for taking their club in there when they've yeah. got when you've got the, well you could argue you've pretty much got most of the big clubs back in the top tier with exception of Dundee United so, who do you think Gary McKay's team done at the weekend? Well, he got the assist for the winner, so he's starting. Apart, to, yeah, but like overall, up just apart from that assist, though, how do you think he contributed? He's starting to. Well, I'm not going to say he's starting to look at look, look to his the, the best he was at at Dundee United because that's you've still got to get a lot of games under your belt and fitness back before you can get to that. But he's it he looks like he's starting to fit in well, and that's all you can ask for him. He still gives us the width. I can't have any complaints about him early on. I had some reservations about him joining Aberdeen, but I think so far he's paying off. That's obviously after like two league games and a cup game, so I just need to wait and see. We'll see come the end of the season. Yeah. So let's move on uh, to Kilmarnock versus Hearts. Uh, Hearts uh, beat Kilmarnock 1-0, and John Daly's first win as interim manager, John James. It was quite a scrappy game it wasn't the the best game to watch but what did you make of it uh, same same as me I thought Hearts I, th- I think Hearts done quite well I mean they they had it they, Kelly were at answering questions how did Kelly not him. score though how did they not score like oh my god like she just uh, the amount of chances they had and I'm like how, did, how have they not got a goal yet 
I mean, they're the same as County and uh, quite a few other teams that they don't have a... Yeah, you can argue they have Chris Boyd, but when was the last time Chris Boyd hit 15, 20 goals for a club? It's like, they, they don't have a... Then again, though, he does. Uh, he's not really getting the best of service, is he? No, but the point is, if you, when you're a club like that, you need a player that's going to manufacture the, the opportunities himself. Like Louis Moult done for Mullow last season. But Louis Moult and Chris Boyle are quite different players, though. What Liam Boyce did for County last season. Then There's again, a lot of similarities between Liam Boyce and Chris Boyle. They both get in the same situations. But also, also, at Ross County, Liam Boyce was getting plenty of service. There's no the service, Boyd. The Boy doesn't get that great deal though. The service at Ross County is not any better than what the service is at Kelly. You've got wing players like uh, what's it off Jordan Forster, uh, John or Jordan Forster, uh, the winger Jordan Jones, Jordan Jones at Kelly. You've got uh, Greg Kilty. You've got uh, that Dom Thomas. They've just signed for Mullow. <laughs> but then again, though, you can look at that. Uh, well, you obviously can look at it from the perspective of oh yes. Uh, other teams have got they're, they're obviously defending well and holding out these wingers because you know they're like teams like Kamara Kamara like to play quite wide at times so they know right with Killer going to play wide here and try and get the ball into the, the box for Chris Boyd but people, know that Ro- people know that about Ross County as well Liam Boyce did but they know. did like to go down the middle though quite Liam, a bit Liam, they like to change Liam up a bit but Kamara do love to go like they love to play it wide quite a lot Liam so, Boyce was able to manufacture his own opportunities for a lot of his goals there's nobody in that Kelly strike force that can do that. No, none of them. If you get the the ball into the six yard box for Chris Boyd, time nine, nine times out of ten he's gonna hit at least hit the target there's, and get your goal. There's well clearly he's not because he's not he's been in those areas and he's not scoring. Kelly, Kelly were in the box for I think they were in the I think they were five yards out at one point and Jack Hamilton makes two stops to stop Kelly. Jack Hamilton, that's uh, I mean you've been very critical of Jack Hamilton, so we have. Give, I'll give him praise when praise when credit's due that he kept he, Hart's got the three points because he made that stop from uh, Mackenzie from like six yards when it was a deflected shot as well and he kept that out. I think he done quite well at the weekend and I'm not a big fan of him but I think he's played his part in giving Hearts the three points there. Yeah, what about uh, the red cards? I'm going to... Uh, the, the, red card, the two red cards. At this point... Gonzalez and Big Kirk. At this point, I would like to invite people to go back and listen to my views on Kirk Broadfoot last week when I said that I thought <laughs> it was going to be... He was a bad signing for Kelly. And he's pulled a man's hair literally the next weekend. It was the right decision from the referee, it was. Um, but then again, though, if someone pulled I, my I hair... I have sympathy for yeah, him, Big I, But the referee, though, he's just... Obviously, uh, he, yeah, the referee said, oh, he just seen that there. Gonzalez elbowed Chris Boyd. He needs to go as well. And obviously, he's seen Chris Boyd absolutely wrestle him right down to the ground. So, yeah, it was a right decision from the referee. I, 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 it's just an absolute moment of madness. What what convinces someone, like, Kurt Broadfoot must have, he's, he's seen the wee, the wee ponytail he's got going on, and he's just pulled it. Probably jealous, because Broadfoot's losing his hair. What is going on? Speaking of against Shelby, it was a, it was a good finish. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, good, it was a really good finish. It was a good finish to put Hearts 1-0 up. And now Hearts are really going to miss against Shelby's when they go to Ibrox next week, because he gives them, we, we said it before the season kicked off, having against Shelby's and Kyle Lafferty gave you something different. You had yeah. Kyle Lafferty can win the ball, he can knock it down. Can Shelby's can knock it, he, he can knock it in front of him and chase after it, he can hold off defenders, and he can finish it. Yeah, and he actually scored that Ibrox <coughs> last season as well. So, so, that, so he's a big player for Hearts, and they're gonna miss they're gonna miss him at Ibrox because obviously it's I think the only other recognised striker they've got is 
now Kyle Lafferty yeah and Gonzalez let's be honest because um, Jamie Walker he's not in the team right now and he looks like he will be gone before uh, the transfer window's over <coughs> uh, taking Jamie Walker aside Gonzalez is Hart's best player yeah. It's, I think that is safe to say. And he, he will be a massive loss next week at Ibrox. And for me, being an Angels fan, when I seen that he got the red card, I was like, yes, that's good news for me. Because Gonzalez, he will cause any defence problems. Gonzalez is a nightmare to play against. Yeah. He's just, he's, he just he, he seems to, he puts his cell about and he causes defence problems. And him not being there significantly weakens Hearts. But obviously, Hearts, are think, they're going to have to deploy a different strategy because they aren't going to turn up at Ibrox playing the same way they played at Rugby Park because... Kelly were they had free roam at times and just couldn't find the back of the net yeah because I don't think Kamara were all that bad in the day they just could not get the ball in the back of the net that was it that was their uh, issue uh, so do you think uh, Hearts would have a manager in place uh, for the game at Ibrox next week I, I don't think John Daly's done himself any harm by winning that game I don't think he conducted himself in a manner against Celtic that's going to harm his chances either Mm-hmm. Because as we said last week, a lot of teams are going to take a batting off a of Celtic this season. It's not only going to be Hearts, so I don't think he's done himself any any harm by winning this game against Kelly. But I would be surprised if it was daily, considering I've heard some of the applicants they've had. Apparently, Shaba Lazlo wanted to return. Uh, Paulo Souza was interested in returning as well. You talking about Paulo Sergio? Oh, uh, Paulo Sergio. Ah, uh, Paulo Sergio. Yeah. Aye, Paulo Sergio. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he was talking about uh, he wants to return. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve McLaren. Uh, it was a, a uh, we spoke about that last week. I think that'll just be a very weird <coughs> dynamic between the two. Yeah, I think I honestly don't think Daly would be such a bad appointment. I think he knows the club inside out. Uh, working with Levine, he's already done that, and if he's got the first three points of the season, Cafro might not win that game. Um, no. he's got he's got <coughs> no. three points there, so he's not done himself any harm. I wouldn't be surprised if you still had John Daly in that dugout next next or this week, but it's not not it's still as the interim. Still, you still got the interim yeah. mantle, but if he got if he if if he was still interim at Ibrox and he gets a result, he'll get the job. He'll get the job, and I think he'll get the job. I actually think he might get the job. I think Ireland. the board might be like the, obviously. I think the Hearts board will be holding out just now, saying, "Okay, we'll wait until the game at Ibrox. We'll see what happens there." They don't want to throw in another new manager against Rangers. At what if he gets a draw though? If as said, if he get if he gets if he gets a result at Ibrox, I think he might be the favorite of the job because they said it on the commentator said it as well. That he's not done himself any harm by getting three points at Rugby Park. If he has applied for the job, also we don't know if he has applied for the job. We're just presuming he has. Because he did get asked the question right after the yeah. I think it was right before the Celtic game. He said, "Yeah, why not?" I don't say why not. I think he he's basically saying, "Yeah, I'll take it." Yeah. Uh, although some of the Hearts fans seem to be thinking we've took the risk going for Cafro, it will be another risk appointing daily. But at the same time, obviously the Hearts fans might have changed their opinion, having seen Hearts get the three points at Rugby Park. So. I we'll just need to wait and see. We'll just need to wait and see. Uh, so, John Brings James. Us on to the last game. The main event. <laughs> the main event. Oh man, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Um, how does I, I don't know how to start this. I don't know how to start this. Utter tobacco. Deba- like this utter disgraceful performance from John Beaton. Um, where do we start it? Uh, so basically, Rangers lost three two at the weekend <coughs> to the Hibs. Again, we've um, heard that scoreline before. Uh, uh, um, so, I don't know where, I just don't know where to start here. Um, basically, Rangers started off very brightly. Again. Uh, right, here we go. Right. Rangers started off very brightly, uh, took the lead, Morales. Uh, good free kick into the box, good header. And the atmosphere was great and stuff. And uh, Rangers were the better team, right? Uh, 
Uh, even when uh, I think then obviously Hibs went equalised and Simon Murray yeah yeah, Simon Murray uh, got the equaliser but Rangers were like right before the red card happened right Rangers were the much better team even when Hibs equalised right after that Rangers were the better team so let's get to the meats and potatoes Um, red card right let's start before we go that red card bit Anthony Stokes should have been sent off right before Ryan Jack got sent off Anthony Stokes wrestled uh, James Tavernier right down to the ground. That was a red card. That was a straight red well, card. That's, that's, yes. that's where I disagree because I, I don't see I, how. I think that we, numerous times throughout, this is Scottish football we're talking about. We are not. He wrestled him down to the ground, not, John James. We are not. Anthony Stokes wrestled James Tavernier right down to the ground. So many, that was a straight red. Hold right, hold give hold me on. an example of when you last time you seen this. Oh, When's I, the last time you seen right I, uh, two uh, like a player in Scottish football wrestle another player down to the ground and not get red carded? Give give Kilmarnock a, a corner kick against Ross County and punt that ball. No, into give the me box an example. Give me an example last time of when you've seen something like that of what Anthony Stokes well, I done. Can't, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Exactly, could you, you really see something you like that? Could you really see you something like that? For a fact that if you punt the ball in against any <laughs> any team in the bottom six in Scottish football, you're going to see some wrestling. Going you're not going to see that kind of wrestling when they're wrestling right down the ground or like and, and, and without it going unnoticed because. I, I was it was baffling how was John Beaton could like how he did not even but it was send not it, uh, send Stokes off there that was no it was excessive violent conduct in that all he did he wrestled him down to the ground right so he's red but that's that's not that a, was a, that's a red card ex- that is a red it's card not, it's, it's only a red card if you're a Rangers fan no no even right, let's go back to sports scene look what the guy said as well. Like, even the guy said, yeah, that was a red card. No, well, someone said, and he said, in his opinion, the, you, said if he's You're not, the only person I came across it, uh, that has said, that, you're the only person I came across that said, oh no, that was, uh, that was at least a yellow wuffy. They were both pulling at each other, and then Stokes... But Tavernier didn't right, Tavernier did not wrestle him down to the ground, though. So it's he did not wrestle him down to the ground. excessively violent. He, come on. It's not he wrestled him, but then again, no, he just grabbed him by the neck, wrestled him down. That's a red card. So let's move it on. We're not not going to agree on this, right? As I've said, Stokes, I I think Stokes should have been sent off. Yes, so let's go to uh, the red card incident, right? From my (coughs) point of view, I'm up in the club deck, right? So I'm seeing all this handbag stuff going on, everyone's pushing each other, and then I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Right, and then out of nowhere, Ryan Jack sent off, and I'm like, right, from my angle, and even the same with you as well, later on that night, you were saying maybe he sent off the wrong guy. From that angle, and all the Rangers fans around me were like, why is he sent this guy off? Why is he sent Ryan Jack off? But then obviously we see, the record, then I, we I see the footage. that you hadn't seen the angle that I had seen, and I t- it took about four hours of discussion before you, <laughs> before you would eventually swing round to the fact. No, then we seen the footage, right? And obviously Ryan Jack... Put uh, like he stuck. He's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He put Cedric, but then again, no. Stokes was the first person to do it. Absolutely. Stokes, Stokes. Honestly, Stokes. I don't. I don't. I don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> That's it. I don't give a flying fuck, right? I do not give a flying fuck. Here, Stokes is shite. He is awful. He is terrible. He really is, honestly. And see the fact that he managed to stay on the pitch throughout that whole game. It's utterly baffling. John Beaton should be utterly ashamed of himself for not sending him off. As Obviously, as I just said, when he wrestled Tavernier right down to the ground and putting his hand on Ryan Jack's throat and basically doing what Ryan Jack done, like put his, basically trying to stick the head in him. Different, the difference between the thing is... Oh, man, I'm getting no, hot here. Apologies. Stokes, oh. Stokes did it. Yes, I'm not denying that. Yes, Stokes should have been sent off. 
Ryan Jack done it right in front of the referee. Ref the referee is standing right here looking at him, and Ryan Jack has stupidly just done it. And this is the point that Rangers fans... I was get. saying as well, I've said me and you spoke about it in the, you know, the first time you were on the podcast, it was Aberdeen Rangers game, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, to invite, you, I, I asked you the question, and ask you, you never heard me once say <coughs> at the time, oh, Ryan Jack should have been sent off, and you said, uh, well, I think you said something like, oh, both guys, if you're going to send one off, you need to send another yes, one off. and I, I'm agreeing with that right now. But Stokes should have been sent off earlier on, and see if Stokes got sent off earlier on, that Ryan Jack thing would not have happened. Well, it, it would have happened because the tackle didn't include Stokes, it was a tackle between Slivka and. Dorans. I'm talking about the. I'm talking. No, 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 I'm talking about Ryan Jack and the Anthony Stokes going head no, to head. No, 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 that wouldn't have happened. How, because how Stokes would be enough. How do you know that that wouldn't have happened between another Hibs player and, for example, John, McGinn, get, John McGinn was over there as well. And no, he was. And if we're on the topic of how the ta- the tackle started, Graham Dorans also grabs Slivka. No, 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 right, no, no. You, you, you say, you were saying, no, 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 no. You were saying that was a red card, but see, right, okay, a photo that like, you just seen a one photo, right? But see. Anthony Stokes, you've seen actual footage. See with oh, so uh, No, like, listen, listen, no. But happened. it wasn't it wasn't like he was or oh, grabbing his throat <coughs> the way Anthony Stokes done. It was a push. Graham Donnans was pushing him. If so Graham Donnans Graham Donnans should not have been sent off. No, if you it wasn't you can't no. have it both ways. No, you it was a push. Not. It was a push. It wasn't like Anthony Stokes was grabbing him like that. No, I, you it was a push. Have it both ways. That's what it was. It was you, a push. You cannot have it both ways and say that Anthony Stokes has grabbed his throat in that manner and then say that Graham Donnans pushing someone by the throat when he's also got his hand around his throat then again no, see the Graham Dorans thing the Graham Dorans thing it did, that did not look intentional Graham whatsoever Dorans that didn't look sparked, intentional Graham Dorans sparked that whole that whole scenario but the Graham Dorans thing didn't look intentional it was a push so the referee how can you not intentionally no, grab but, someone by the throat no but the, no it was just in that like situation he's probably meaning like he, he's obviously like the Lufthalian player's got in his face and he's like oh what and then he pushed him but he's like he's probably thinking oh I didn't mean to do that push him uh, like touch him so in the throat but then again no but then again no, but then again look at uh, Anthony Stokes so he purposely grabbed Ryan Jack by the throat purposely and then, then again though see because it happened so quick John Beaton obviously ran over he obviously missed that and just shows you like, right, John Beaton is a very very poor referee and just shows you like John Beaton at the weekend Hugh Keevans made a great point in the Super Scoreboard last night John Be- uh, what was it he said uh, no last night earlier on uh, Hugh Keevan said sorry I'm getting very hot here Hugh Keevan said oh, the only mistake John Beaton made on Saturday was getting out of bed John I Beaton because even journalists have said online see that whole game it was very competitive it's flowing and it was and then uh, John Beaton just ruined it he, he just absolutely ruined it because as you said if you're going to send off uh, Ryan Jack you need to send off Stokes as well then because well, as I said Stokes should have been sent off earlier on I and that wouldn't have happened to that with Ryan Jack that Ryan I Jack would not have got sent off if like Stokes have been sent off earlier that's, that's all hypothetical we're not living in a hypothetical but then again though Stokes is the one that went up and uh, head to head with Ryan Jack Ryan Jack was the first Ranger, the first player on the scene and he pushed McGeoch which then Dorans puts his hand on Slavka's throat and pushes him and then Ryan Jack comes over and pushes McGeoch who, who was arriving on the scene Ryan Jack makes the first move on another Hibs player that was not involved in the challenge which then sparked everyone coming over so Ryan Jack felt but Stokes was but Stokes didn't have to go right up to him like face to face like that, and then like he didn't he didn't he did that he did not have to do well, that. See the point. The fact of the matter is, Stokes was smart enough not to get caught by the ref. Oh, how Stokes? Right, then I. How is Stokes smart enough, right? Did you see what he done not with Tavernier? Come on, we spoke about this. I did, I did. Yes, yes. Look, right, come on, how is he that smart enough but he's like ragdolling Tavernier? Did he get sent off? It's, somehow he didn't. So somehow Ryan, he didn't. Ryan Jack has been sent off because he stupidly got involved with someone in front of the referee. Stokes, fair enough, I'm saying Stokes should have been I, sent off. But Stokes done it when the referee was not looking directly at him. 
Ryan yeah. Jack stupidly done it, done it right in front of the referee, and then he's been sent off. And I don't see what the argument is that Ryan Jack shouldn't have been sent off. I am saying Stokes should have been sent off, but Rangers fans seem to have a problem with admitting that Ryan Jack should have been sent off. You were saying, I was just speaking about Donaldson, right? We were speaking about Donaldson, right? Donaldson shouldn't have been sent off. He no, should I, not have been I sent off. I think that if you, I said, I said it with Jack as well. You run the risk as soon as you do it. You run the risk as soon as you put your hand on someone's throat as well. And you can't even say, oh, but you're not saying that about Stokes. But, look, Stokes but as I was saying, look at the footage, it, just, it was a push. That's what it was. Like, push ah. like, but then again, no, it didn't look intentional. He was probably thinking when he done that, oh, yeah, Whether, like, I didn't mean to do that. Ah, well, <coughs> if that's the case, everything. Uh, and I was saying as well, the referee was like, oh, it just shows you how poor John Beaton is. He didn't even say that to anyone have, as well. I have sympathies for John Beaton in the sense of, well, if you let me finish before, before you jump Sorry, I'm getting really hot here. I'm getting really hot. That game just annoyed me. I'm not debating that the standard of the, the referee in Scottish, Scottish football is not great. It's not been great for years. John Beaton, what we what other leagues have that we don't have is Scottish <coughs> referees don't seem to be able to have the same uh, what I'm trying to make the word uh, facilities available to them where they can go off the park and review a situation. English referees can do this. But even before then the standard referee in England was actually do, do you not years think, ahead of do you not think the standard referee was, in there, do you not think if there was a television review available that, that would have helped that situation? A lot of that decision that he had to make was in the heat of the moment. There was players in his, there was players going head to head in front of him. There's players behind them pushing at each other. There's a big gang of players right in front of him. He had to make a snap decision without getting any help from his linesman, both his linesman or his fourth official. He had no help in that situation. He should have been able to maybe go off the pitch, review what happened, take that two, take that two minutes, which which simmers the game down. And he's able to review individually what happened. And then in that situation, he will see Stokes and he will see Jack. And as, if, as, if he sees what happens with Dones, he sees what happens with Yeah, that's, that's where like, I can agree with you. Like, we need, t- we need uh, like, technology. The we, players, need, we, we need video footage uh, in the, like, during these games because like, the game's evolving. It is. Like, you see England, they've got goal line technology. We don't have that. How quickly we, did that scenario happen to for you? How quickly did that scenario happen? It, yeah, all I see, it, it just happened so... Like spontaneously, it happened like just out of nowhere, and then I'm like, okay, what's going on? For John beating that situation would have happened much faster because there would have been five different scenarios going on where he, as the referee, has to pay attention to what's going on. He has seen Ryan Jack, he hasn't seen Anthony Stokes. So at that point, if he hasn't seen him, he should be able to go off the park and review the review the incident. But we then then again, no, we can. I don't think we, like obviously we can afford to get those kind of resources and much. Or like well, that's what that's what the hearsay is. We can't afford it, but really, I think we could. I think we could actually afford it. That's it's the same. It's the same argument with goal technology. We still don't have that either. Which we 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 one hundred percent do need it. You could argue that because look what happened last year. We said decision with Motherwell. You could argue they that needed that. Relegate and Ronis. The fact that yeah. we didn't have that, but the SFA are unwilling, or that they say we can't afford it. But the way I see it is the SFA are unwilling to help move Scottish football forward. Yeah. Having goal-line technology and the ability to review a situation would then prevent uh, what happened in the, the Hibs Rangers game and high-profile games where fans are going to come away from the game feeling robbed or feeling like they couldn't get a result that, that should have happened. Yeah. But moving on from that situation... So one last thing <laughs> I'll say on that uh, card <coughs> incident. Two players should have been sent off. Going by the footage, Anthony Stokes and Ryan Jack. Graham Dorans, in my opinion, not a red card. Graham Dorans runs a risk, and if that is spotted by the referee, 
going by what, his decision that he took with Ryan Jack, I'm saying that he could have ended up by red card. But then also, this is one last thing. I, I can't believe I didn't bring this up earlier on. Right, John Beaton. Right, also you mentioned how about Ryan Jack doing that headbutt to Anthony Stokes right in front of uh, the referee. Anthony Stokes purposely grabbed Ryan Jack's throat right in front of John Beaton. There's footage of John Beaton looking at him directly, right? John Beaton's directly looking at Anthony Stokes and he didn't send him off. Didn't send him off. So that's what I'm saying. Also, you're trying to put up a bit of a case for John Beaton here, right? John Beaton had a horror show the weekend. That was that that decision just just ruined the game for the neutral. Because neutrals were saying it was a really competitive uh, game up to that point. Actually, it was great. Then the red card just killed it. And Rangers were, in my opinion, I thought Rangers would have went on and won that game if the red card thing didn't happen. Because then again, though, right, Stokes get sent off and you send Jack off, okay, that's 10 men. But I, as I've seen earlier on, Ryan Jack, eh, no Ryan Jack, Stokes should have got sent off earlier on due to that him wrestling time down on the ground. But yeah, let's move on to the game. Sorry, apologies, I was getting very hot about that. So, yeah, but let's move on to the actual game. I felt that Rangers, after the red card, should have <sighs> still been able to deal with the fact they have 10 men. That, yeah, I was about to say that. I said that right after the game. Um, right after the game, uh, even during it as well. We should have been better equipped to deal with the sending off, which we didn't at all. We, 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 we did not. We were not well equipped to deal with that sending off. And as soon as the red card happened, the players just crumbled. Like, it, like you, need a bit, you need some spine in the team to the deal players, with that kind of situation. Why didn't players like Bruno Alves, Graham Dorans and Kenny Miller step forward in that scenario and prevent Rangers from crumbling. That's three very experienced players that the Rangers have in that team. Why didn't they, at least, see, even before they get in to go for that team talk that Pedro Kenya gives them, why weren't they able to at least put something together to get Rangers to half-time before they concede that second goal? It's, it's yeah, not hard to ask. You pack, pack the midfield, bring back one of your strikers, because you had two strikers on the field, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You had Kenny Miller and Morales. Bring one of them back. Bring I know I know we always said what you say that's not his position. Bring Miller back and sit in midfield. He played. In, oh, oh. Plug that gap. Plug the gap until half time. Do you know what he done at the weekend? I, I don't know what he done at the weekend. He put Miller in midfield. <laughs> Kenny Miller is not a midfielder at all. At all. I don't know where Casino's getting this from. Kenny Miller is not a midfielder whatsoever. Um, like and as I'm just saying there, like you see right up until the red card when the red, we were playing well. Right, even though they collide, Rangers were still, in my opinion, the better team, and I think we went on to win the game. Then, obviously, the red card happened. Then the actual will be just all crumbled. Graham Donnan's done. Right, like even like not one player had a good game right after that. I don't mean to pick on him, right? <laughs> I don't mean to pick on him. I'm trying not to pick on him, right? Because no one else had a good game right after that red card. When that's even even before that, he wasn't. He got by. He got by. Um, I think it was David Gray. He got by. Yeah, no, no, Whitaker saw I was Whitaker he got by. Aye, Whitaker was not great at all. Um he got all one that's done for uh, in that game was managed to get by. Uh, Whitaker. Yes, but I, I hate picking on him every week, right? But <sighs> I think the pro the problem I, I do, he's just he's just not good enough for us. he's just I, I don't I just don't see what people like are seeing in Josh Windows. He's He's only had one good game for us. Everyone was quick to jump the gun. Like, yeah, yeah, we got Josh Wynn. That's going to be great for us. Had one good game against Motherwell. Last season, had didn't have one good game whatsoever. Pro- Not one good game. The problem I have with Rangers fans saying that, oh, if, if that hadn't happened, this, this would have happened. We would have won the game, whatever. Pedro Cajinha, when, when Rangers got in at half-time, it was 2-1, it was 2-1 Hibs. 
Why didn't he make smarter substitutions? Yeah, bring on Wilson at, uh, for the second half. I was like, why is he you's, doing you's that? Lost then we brought in Peña and that, I'm like, you's, you's too lost, little too late. You had lost a midfielder. You hadn't lost a defender. You hadn't lost a striker. Bring on a midfielder. Take out a striker. Play, change it, go one up front and put what, push your wingers up or whatever. And but, then plug the gap. And then... But the thing is, you cannot make excuses for blatantly bad defending for Hibs' third goal. That throw-in... No, th- I'll admit that the, the defending was poor the and the marking was poor. Yeah, no one was comes, on him. The throw-in, yeah. the throw-in comes from, like, the, the byline and it goes directly into, like, the centre, just outside the, outside your box, and the guy turns, puts the bottom corner. Like, see, out of all the players on our team, right, honestly, the worst player we could have got sent off was Ryan Jack. That was the worst player because he <coughs> just sat in that middle of the park, right? Middle of the park and he would just drop in and he just, like, you'd be... He was a get. He was a glue. It kept our midfield together, and then he got sent off, and then that was it. He was the worst player we could have got sent off, and obviously that proved to be a big issue. And then let's move on to Neil Lennon's antics, right? <laughs> Neil, right. I think some Rangers fans are overreacting over the, the, the his hands. I get up his ears. I think certain Rangers fans are overreacting over that. But one thing though, I think everyone can agree on. You even agreed with this when he done the get up your gesture. Come on, you can't, you can't, you can't be doing that. No, but what I'm saying, what he cannot no, be no, doing no, I'm that. I'm saying, right, I, I, can get, I can get the reaction he gets from it. He, obviously, he's looking for the reaction. That's the whole point. But see, when Rangers fans, what you've got to remember is that Rangers fans and Neil Lennon have a history. They, there is a history. Well, there's there. no, it's fine. Why did, why did, see when he's got the equaliser, why did he not just, just do the ear thing then? Why does he need to do the get it up you? Because, why? Let's, let's be fair, do you not, right, that, do you not think Rangers fans will have been chanting about Neil Lennon? They'll have been saying all sorts about Neil all, Lennon. All Rangers fans are saying on Saturday about Neil Lennon was on Neil Lennon your wanker. That right, was really. right, so. But that was it. Come on, right, no, right, you're trying to. I think you're just deflecting it a wee bit here. Neil Lennon should get punished for doing that get up you gesture. How many? It, he should. We have seen that celebration. Oh, we've seen the celebration. And I said to you, I said to you, see if a player done that to opposition fans, right? Which they would get booked. Quite a lot. They would, no, right, when's the last time that happened? What well, Graham Donaldson against Mullen? Oh come on! There you go. Come on! No, no, no! That was he went up to the, the Rangers fans. He was celebrating. No. It's not like he's going. He just scored uh, for Rangers. It's not like he's going up to Rangers fans. He's like, oh, get out! He's, no, no, come on! That is a that is a very very poor example, after John James. That's goal. a poor. You're really after clutching his, at straws here. You're clutching at straws here. No, you're clutching at straws because this man. Oh my God! Neil Lennon should. He's going to get punished for it. Quite rightly so. But is right. that because of the Club eighteen seventy two thing about? Right. Oh, no, no, no. no. I thought, place? I thought, I thought that statement was a bit the OTT. Toys are going out the no, 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 no. no I Rangers thought the statement. Fans. I thought that statement. I think many, many Rangers fans. Listen, 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 listen. No, listen. If you're offended listen, by that, listen, listen. then why are you going to the football? Listen. If you're offended I'm, by it, why no, 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 no. Right, listen. See the the Club eighteen seventy two statement. I thought it was a wee bit. An can, absolute joke, isn't it? Can you I'm, please no, let me finish? No, let me finish. I'm in because that's no, an absolute joke. Let me finish. Let me finish. I thought it was a bit OTT. It was a bit over the top. It was. Because, um, honestly, I had no issue with the Neil Lennon doing the ear thing. But when he done it, get it up, you gesture. Come on. And see if this was... Listen, no, if Neil, so Lennon, if Neil Lennon... If Neil Lennon done that to you, or whoever, if Cassini... Yeah. If Cassini turned around yeah. and done that to Aberdeen fans, you'll be exactly the way I am. But no, because... Uh, right, you get one... He should get punished for it. And you said, you said off there. You said off there. Uh, he's going to get... He's going and, and to get punished. And I said to you, right... See, no, I said to you, John, right, see if you were to punish Neil Lennon, what would you give him? I you said... You said... I think it was something like that. Yeah, you said a two-match ban. So you're basically admitting what Neil Lennon... 
done it wrong because you're saying you would punish him but you think about giving him a two game ban Rangers fans that's what, that's what no, you said you right, said you would I'm give right, him a two game right. ban and they so you're admitting, done, and you're admitting that he'd done the wrong no thing no other club in Scotland would have felt the need to write a petition to the police to get him banned as I said as right, I said no, I thought right. it was a wee bit over the top because I've seen some Rangers fans were getting annoyed by the ear thing that's like who you're cares trying, about that you're, you're trying to throw out these examples Neil Lennon claimed he got hit when it was the semi-final between Aberdeen and St. Johnson at Tynecastle Stadium and then the next week we played Celtic, he tried to claim he got hit with pennies and missiles when he was sitting in the, I think it was a director's box at Tynecastle, which did not happen. Aberdeen fans did not feel the need to release a statement or complain or write to the police about getting him punished. Because... I don't think the Rangers fans actually write to the police. I believe, I believe there's some cases where he has Are you sure? Reported, but... I've, it's, I, probably, it's, very, it's probably <coughs> a very, very... Small, small minority that done as that. Come Ra- on. As, as it's Ra- probably just a few dafties that as done it. even Rangers really. fans are saying, if, it's they just are probably offend- a few- if they are offended by that, then they shouldn't go to the football. But I'm, all I'm saying is, so right, my example, like, what, that's what I'm saying though. No, see, if a player done that to opposition fans, they would get punished. So what? how is it different from Neil Lennon then? He's, it's not going to be different because he's going to get punished. It was the wrong thing to do. It so was. So, so, he, so, you're, you're, so you're agreeing with me, him doing the get up, you just said it was the wrong thing, which it was. It is, it is. In, that situ- in the situation, it's the wrong thing to do. But if you expect anything less from Neil Lennon or any other manager who's <laughs> going to be taking a... A lot of managers are going to take Come on, there's plenty of uh, old, ma- old firm managers in the past that didn't turn around and just do that or whatever. There have been lots of managers that would take abuse at eyebrows and not all of them will react in that way. But if Rangers fans are trying to... Perfect example, perfect example, Alan Stubbs. And we, we used to give him uh, stinking at Rangers games. And uh, like all he would do, I remember it was in the 4-2 game, all he'd done was just turn around and just do something like that, like calm down guys like that. He didn't turn around and feel the need to get it up. Would, see, no, but for example, if it was any other manager... Would Rangers fans have reacted to that? If it wasn't Neil Lennon, would Rangers fans have reacted to that? Yes. No, I think, no but I'm talking about and no, 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 I'm talking about for the example of if it was any other manager, if they'd done the get out gesture, yes, we'd be like, no. And see if it, like, for example, if I'll be saying the exact same thing, if Cassini had done something like that, I would say, yeah, okay, you can't you can't be doing that. If, if Cassini turned around and started going, yes, come on to Celtic fans, if we scored a parkhead or whatever, that's fine. But see <coughs> when you're doing, like, because let's be honest, some people will see that as an offensive gesture let's be honest people people will see that as an offensive gesture so yes he should get punished it's a Tim Pot mentality if you're offended by that no I'm just saying I'm saying certain people will be so and and, and the reason the reason that I was quite annoyed at it was was because see if a player done that they would get punished so how is it different from Neil Lennon uh, but nobody has said he's not going to get punished and you know he's going to get punished and it was the wrong thing to do it was the wrong thing to do so it's uh, we're going to be going on going here for ages. No weekend predictions. Do you know we've not even reacted like this in Aberdeen game, Aberdeen Rangers game? Okay, imagine it is like a controversial decision happens. Just you wait until like Aberdeen score a 90th minute winner and then McKinnis turns around and gives you the rendition of Stan Free. That's what you I say. won't be on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Have we actually spoke about. Because honestly, I've never been this angry and hot <coughs> after a result. Right. And one thing I was going to say. I can tolerate getting beat off Celtic because Celtic are good. Celtic are a big club, right? They are. They are a huge fan base, right? And Celtic are our biggest rivals. One thing I'm not going to tolerate though is getting beat off a team like Hibs who try their best, their very best to be like Celtic. I'm not <coughs> accepting that. Like, but I remember I said, uh, I think it was in the Progress uh, podcast where I said that the, the the main target was 16 points in the first six games. I'm not convinced by Cassini, right? But what's the point in discussing 
uh, for Cassini to go. Because Cassini's not going to go. So we're just going to need to see what happens. And we've got a big game against Hearts this weekend. Massive game. And we need to win it. It's a must win. It's a must so win. That will nicely into the predictions for next weekend. Uh, I'm just trying to think. If I ticked yeah. off everything I wanted to speak about that game. <laughs> I just think it's... Yeah, let me think. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yes. So, I th- yeah. Moving to... I can't make you go back and listen to us how much <laughs> me and you are shouting at each other. Right, so we'll start with the early, early kick-off on Saturday. Oh, man. Apologies, guys, about my, me losing my cool. So, Kilmarnock, Celtic. Uh, Kilmarnock, Celtic. Live on Sky Sports at half-twelve. Anything you want to watch? Uh, I'll go for a 3-1 Celtic one. 2-0 Celtic, since they're on Champions League duty, I think they'll stroll it. Won't put in too much. Uh, Aberdeen, Dundee, Petaudry. Uh, I'm probably going to go 2-1 Aberdeen. I can't see Dundee being too hot after no. the recent form. But obviously, going to, I think Aberdeen, uh, no Aberdeen, Dundee will shut up shop. They'll shut up shop and it'll be, it'll be quite a... Like, they, they'll, be, they'll be happy with that point. But I'll go 2-0. I'll go I think Aberdeen have enough to get the free. I'll go 2-0 Aberdeen. And now we go on to your best friends at home, to Hamilton, Hibs v Hamilton. 3-0 Hibs. Comfortable. I'm going to go with a, a 2-0 Hamilton win. <laughs> Can't on, no chance. Uh, right, I, everyone knows I'm not a big fan of Hibs. Right, that's to put it nicely. But I'm not that biased where I can say that Hibs aren't good because Hibs are they've got good players and they're a good team I can admit that um, I'd probably say I'll go with a 2-0 Hibs win <coughs> uh, Mullow at home to County Mullow at home to County oh um, I'm going to go a a 2-0 County win probably go 2-1 County I think Mullow have enough to score yeah uh, now Rangers home to Hearts um, also we need to see a reaction um, and also we need to win the game I'm going to go with a Hearts it's going to be a tough game it'll be a tough game I'm, I'm not disrespecting Hearts whatsoever it will be a tough game I'm going to go with a a 3-1 Rangers win I think, I think Hearts are going to put up a good fight but I think inevitably they're going to lose 2-1 uh, final game St. George not home to Partick Thistle, which would be a wee tasty game. One each. One each. One each, yeah. I fancy Partick to nick it again. I think Partick will I win. So obviously Thistle beat them. I think Partick week. will win 2 1. Yeah. So, we're doing championship as well. That's championship again. Yeah. Uh, Dundee United at home to Brecon. Uh, I'm going to go with a 3 0 Dundee United win. I'll probably agree with that. Comfortable win for Dundee United. Uh, oh, it is our tasty wee game. Dunfermline at home to Falkirk. Dunfermline Queen of the South at home to Dumbarton. Queen of the South at home to Dumbarton. I'm going to go with a 2-1 Queen of the South win. Probably 2-0. 2-0 Queen of the South. I'm surprised me and you aren't on each other's throats yet. Like the way certain people were on Saturday. 
Jesus, man. Because there's no John Beaton here to send any of his off. I know. Can you imagine if, if like, just honestly, see if we had the other person here right now? They'll just be sitting, like, can you imagine it was just like we had, I don't know, a thistle fan just sitting there like this. What's going on? Yeah, so, John James, until next time, we will see you soon. And John James, hopefully see you this weekend for a, a wee session. And uh, hopefully I'll be, set, I'll be more enthusiastic and a better mood than I was on Saturday night. Because as you know, I was down in the dumps. So, yeah, until next time, guys, uh, take care and we will see you soon.